Hello, and welcome to the Mind Fitness Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Ursh, and my role as your mentor is to help fuel, feed, and grow your brain to enable you to live your best life. That's right, I want to help you create your life by design. As the owner of New Zealand's longest running women's gym and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies. And what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. Today, we are diving deep into a brand new topic. I don't actually think we've covered this on our podcast. And maybe we have. I think I've touched on this before. This is a special request. I know you don't believe this, but people... I shouldn't say you don't believe it, because how would you know? But people actually message us with things they're like, Ursh, can you please do this? Sam, can you please cover this on your podcast? So I'm not going to mention any names. This has come up from three separate people in probably the last six months. So mm. today, we're going to talk about something. I'm going to share it with you shortly. I'm curious though, before we dive deep, have you ever encountered someone who seems to drain the life out of you? They leave you feeling emotionally exhausted and depleted. Well, guess what? You've probably crossed paths with (laughs) an emotional vampire. But fear not, because today on this podcast, we are going to equip you with all the knowledge and the tools so that you can protect yourself and you can regain your emotional well-being. So today, I guess we're going to explore some of the characteristics and the behaviors of emotional vampires. Mm. What are emotional vampires? Are you an emotional vampire? Am I an emotional vampire? We'll uncover their hidden tactics and learn how to recognize them in our personal and professional life. We're also going to dive into the reasons why, why, behind why the energy draining ways, not why, what am I trying to say? (laughs) We're going to delve into the reasons behind their energy draining ways and we're going to shed a little bit of light on the impact that they're having on your emotional health. But we're not going to stop there. I think this is all about empowerment, right? Yeah. We're going to provide you with practical strategies to deal with emotional vampires. We're going to teach you how to set some boundaries, practice self-care, seek, and how to seek support from others. We'll arm you with knowledge to navigate these challenges uh, and interactions so that you can maintain healthy relationships, so you can have more energy, you can feel more fulfilled, less strained, so that you can be happier and show up in the world more positive, less drained. Isn't that that freaking exciting? Mm. That's so exciting. So if you found yourself in a tangled web of an emotional vampire, or you want to better understand, like better understand, I guess, their dynamics, then today you're in the right place because we're going to get ready to explore the The shadows shadows. and learn how to protect your emotional (laughs) vitality. All right. So I want to suck your blood. That's what they're like. Yep. But they want to suck your energy. (laughs) Let's, let's start with what is an emotional vampire? Because 
you know, we've all heard it and we always think that everyone else is emotional vampires and God forbid if we're emotional vampires. And I'm sure in some circles we are emotional vampires because... I think everybody at some stage, you, you are have been an emotional vampire depending on where you totally. are in your stage of life right now. Yes. Yeah, so... Don't be pointing fingers, because remember, every time you point one finger, at you one finger at you, you're pointing three back at yourself. So if I point my finger at you, I've got three pointing back at me. Got to take responsibility. All right. So what is an emotional vampire? Well, basically, an emotional vampire is an individual who feeds off your emotions, mental energy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even your physical energy. Like they suck you dry. <laughs> Of your emotions. You're mentally exhausted and you're physically exhausted yeah. after having the interaction. Most of the time, they don't even know. They, it's so subconscious. They have no idea that they're having bad interactions. Like and, They don't realize I, that this is what's happening. No, and I think that's not their intention. They don't. They're not being intentional about it. Now, some people are like, well, actually, that's bullshit. Like, there are people that deliberately go out there to drain my batteries. I know what you're saying, but that's probably moving into narcissism, right? And that's another whole area. But nine times out of ten, not all of us know that energy is contagious. Not all of us know that our shit mood penetrates onto someone else. Not all of us know that when we're being a dear Abby, we have the opportunity or possibility to bring other people down. Most people do not know that energy is contagious. Mm. They don't know it. They have no idea. And if this is a normal behavior or pattern that they have had all of their life, their emotional state is their go-to. It's their home. That's where they're used to. They're used to living. It's comfortable for them. It doesn't mean it has to be comfortable for you. So not everybody is going out there to drain your batteries and not everyone is saying, I'm going to own being an emotional vampire. So it doesn't mean, though, that you shouldn't protect yourself. Because you need to protect your energy. And if you're being drained by an emotional vampire, how are you showing up? So I want you to think about right now, when was the last time you had interactions with people and did they light you up or did they dim your light? Did they light you up or did they just, you know... Drag you down. Drag you down and put heaps of water on it. Like, were they just like the watering can that you're watering the flowers and they're just constantly doing it and you're like trying to get up... (gasps) And it's like you're in torture because they're constantly draining you. Because if that's you, oh man, today's a good podcast today. Absolutely. It's a great one. It's a good one. All right. So I think we just dive in. We know what an emotional vampire is right now. And you can own it. You can say, yeah, look, that's me. Like, Like, I know that I'm emotionally not in a good space right now. I know that mentally and emotionally, I'm really struggling. Like, if you're living below the line and you're in the blame, shame and complain game, chances are you've been a little bit of a vampire around the people around you. If you notice that you're complaining more, if you notice that you're focused on more obstacles than you are opportunities, and we've been speaking about this recently, then you're probably being an emotional vampire for yourself first, and then you're draining other people's blood because, you know, your blood's no good anymore because it's toxic. (laughs) I don't even know where that came from, but anyway. All right, so how do we know? So, all right, how do you know? Well, the signs of being a victim of emotional vampire, it's important to recognize that these, the signs, and then you can take the necessary steps to protect yourself. Because you might have not even realized that right now there may be somebody, there may be multiple people mm. that are actually sucking your blood, right? Or sucking away your energy. Just so, think about them as sucking energy. Like yeah. if, if you're with them and you feel drained, 
they're probably an emotional vampire for you. If you're with them and they light you up, hang out more with those people. All right, number one. Number one, you feeling drained and exhausted. Number two. One-sided conversations. Number three. Constant negativity. Like constant. Constant. Number four. Emotional manipulation. Oh, that's a bit... And then number five. Feeling devalued and unworthy. Wow. Okay. So you may need a pen and a piece of paper for this or you've got it on the replay. You've got it on the replay. It may not be those one time and done sessions. You may have to come back to this. So let's start with number one. We're feeling drained and exhausted. So one of the most common signs is feeling emotionally drained and exhausted after spending time with a particular person. So you might notice a significant drop in your energy levels and find yourself needing time to recharge and um, after you've interacted with them. So you'll go to dinner. This isn't, you know, like you, you may go to dinner or lunch or someone's function and there are certain people you're unconsciously or even consciously where you're like, oh, I don't want to sit next to them. Mm. And it's not because they're bad people. It's just that they're exerting an energy right now that you want to repel. Because it drains you. And we all carry a certain frequency, a certain energy. And if someone is going to dim your light and they're going to make you feel drained, you're going to notice that you don't, oh, don't want to sit next to that person. I don't want to sit next to that person. I don't. Yeah. And you notice. You avoid, man. You avoid them. <laughs> all right. So if you notice that there's more people, like there's friends or family or work colleagues, and you go out one-on-one -on -one and you think, oh, I don't really want to go out with them and you notice that your energy drops significantly, then just take note. That's an emotional vampire for me. Mm. And that's okay. Number two. One-sided conversations. Mm. Now, emotional vampires often dominate a conversation and they make it all about themselves. They basically dismiss your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences. They show little interest in your well-being or anything to do with you. You kind of know that you've had that conversation when you didn't say a word, they talked for half an hour and then you and then they left and they wouldn't even know like whether you slept last night. Like they'd have no idea because they don't ask any questions of you. And you can feel like they're always seeking attention and they really, very, very rarely reciprocate when it comes to listening and supporting you. So you are the one they ring and then you sit and listen to all of their stuff for like an hour or half an hour mm. and then it's goodbye thank you I feel great now and you're like oh but if you needed that in return they're not there for you they're not the people that you're going to turn to because they'll make it about them again so that's a really good way of picking that person where it's always about them even when you're trying to you know have a conversation that's about you it's still going to turn around and become more about them and I guess another way to identify that is when you're in a conversation, you know, at a cafe or a wherever, let's just say you're out in a social, and you say something like, you know, something as simple and innocent as like, oh, I'm on holiday, you know, because by the time you listen to this, we may be or may not be. I don't know when we're going to launch. It doesn't matter, okay. right? And then they go, where are you going? And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, when I was there, I did this. When I was this, and it's me, 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 me. When you talk about something... Um, unfortunate like a family member or you know mums when they talk about their children and then another mum will go oh well my child did this and it's like they overstep and they make their life appear more valuable or more significant by making your life less significant 
So it's they are getting their significance need met by one-upping you. They have to be the most intelligent person. They have to know everything. They have. They just love the sound of their own voice. But they also have to have more drama than you do. Sometimes, one like sided. If, if, if one's mm. like, if you go, oh, I stubbed my toe and I broke my toe. Oh, yes, oh I broke my toe in five places. Yes. Or you know, like, oh, I've got such a headache. Oh my god, I had the worst headache. It was like a migraine. It took three days to recover. So they have to one up you on the good things, but also tend to one up you on the bad things. Well, they ten up you. Yeah. They mean. All right, number three. Constant negativity. Mm. Emotional vampires, they have a knack for dwelling on negative aspects of their life. So they're really honed in and they're drawn into shit. Shit attracts shit. Like they don't have a new lens. Like, you know, it's like these glasses, dark, foggy, grey, black. Clean them, new lens. Because the way you experience the world is the way your personality is. So if your personality is doom and gloom and you're focused on the negative, then everything you see external to you is going to be tainted with the negativity brush. Mm. And you'll know these people because you'll say to them, how are you feeling? What's great about today? Nothing's great about today. And then they continue to talk about every little thing that's happened. And and you can feel it and you think, and in your head you're like, oh my God, I asked the wrong question. And just quickly, off side note, if you do get that, ask them, I know, but what's great about your world right now? And it's almost like you got this big, massive block of wood, and you're like this, whoom! And they're like, and they come back, and they have this whole, like, what the fuck just happened? Because they're not used to thinking over here, because they're so focused in negativity. It's not... It's not always the intent. Mm. So just by asking a different question, you get different answers. So being around them can actually make you feel overwhelmed and then you start focusing on negativity. Like that's just, they always complain, they always criticize, they bring up past grievances and they can't let shit go. So who do you know in your life right now that is that person? Like, think about it. What are the words they're using? What's the language that they say? What are they focused on? And what are they not letting go? All right, number four. Number four, we've got emotional manipulation. Now, these people often um, employ manipulation tactics to control mm. and manipulate your emotions. Now, they, they may guilt trip you mm. or they play victim or they use emotional blackmail to get what they want. Um, and this man- manipulation can leave you feeling emotionally manipulated, obviously, mm. and coerced into doing things that you don't really want to do. You know, because you've now been guilt-tripped, mm. you've been Blackmail. manipulated, blackmailed, mm. they've made you feel like you're a bad person, and now you have to do things that you actually don't want to do or don't feel good about doing, or it's not who you are. And you end up being somebody different to make them happy. And that is going to make you feel like shit. Because you're, if you're living in resentful world and fatigue world, this will be one of them. All right, number five, feeling devalued and unworthy. So emotional vampires tend to undermine your self-worth and make you feel devalued. And in saying that, I want to be very clear. No one, write this down, people. No one can make you feel anything without your permission. No one, right? You're giving them permission to make you feel that way. 
So if you feel devalued and you choose to align with the emotion of that, that's your choice. But these people, they go and do it. They may belittle your achievements, right? They dismiss your ideas or make you question your own capabilities. So over time, this can erode your self-esteem and leave you feeling unworthy. And this is one of the most common things that we coach on. So a lot of people are being drawn into other people's drama. A lot of people are being drawn into other people's uh, traumas. So when we don't believe in ourselves, when your friends or family don't believe in themselves, they end up belittling, gossiping, or talking about other people. Why? Because it makes them feel valuable. It increases their significance. So if they can squash you down, they will feel more significant. It's not a resourceful pattern. We've all been there. We've all done that. And then all of a sudden, one day, we put our big girl undies on and think, fuck, we've got to grow up. And we've got to start taking responsibility for our life and stop blaming the world and start understanding what it is that lights you up and start living in your dreams, your passions, your desires, because then you stop playing in other people's sandpits. So if people are making snide comments about you, if people are not able to praise you, if people are not able to celebrate you, and all they do is they're honed on to all the negative stuff and they want to highlight it, like you should have done this, you could have done this, this is how you do it. Like that's not no way to, to talk to people. And those people that are high achievers, that are perfectionists, tend to be those people. Ooh, and I am a perfectionist, so I tend to find fault before I find all the good stuff in myself as well as other people. Like, so if you're the type of person that automatically goes into a situation and goes, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, there's a little bit of perfectionism in you, and that could be projecting onto other people because you're finding fault, thinking that you're doing them a favor, but you're not doing them a favor. You are draining their blood, and you are making their self-esteem go down and making them feel unworthy. So stop that bullshit right now. <laughs> Boom. Mic drop. Boom. Stop that shit right now. Okay. So it's, yeah. So I guess Ooh. the thing that's really important to remember that experiencing one or two of these five things mm -hmm. occasionally does not mean that you're a victim of an emotional vampire, right? Mm -hmm. However, if it's mm. consistently happening, if you notice that there's a pattern that every time you interact with this person, the same thing happens and you feel really drained and um, depleted as a result of your interaction, then it's worthy of actually examining the dynamics mm. more closely. Like, Everybody has a bad day. Like, no one is immune to having a bad day. Everyone has a bad day somewhere along the line. And sometimes you just need to ring your friend or your sister and just go, blah, 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 and just get it all out. That mm. doesn't mean you're an emotional vampire. That means that you were having a shit day and you went to somebody you're close to to just let off some steam and just say what you needed to say. And yes, it might have been negative, but they've got that ear ready to listen. And you would be the same for them. But if you're doing the same thing, if this person is doing it every day over and over and maybe doing one or three or five of those strategies or tactics, that's different. That's emotional vampire. So don't think that everybody you've ever met in your life is an emotional vampire right now, okay? <laughs> 
All right, so should we talk about um, how to deal with these people? I think this is important. Okay. This is important. So if you've identified that there's certain areas or certain friends or certain situations that you are an emotional vampire, like you're playing victim and you're playing Dear Abby, we know. Own it. Move on. It's okay. If you know that there's other people that are also draining your blood, then this is how we're going to deal with them. Yeah. So I guess it's the, the ever important question is how do you deal with these people? How do you get rid of the vampires? Well, so fear not. strategies. Because we've got some awesome strategies. All right, should we go through them? Like there's Number one. Number one. Set. So we're going to set clear boundaries. Clear boundaries. Right, number two, we need to practice self-care. And then number three, seek support. Number four, practice emotional detachment. That's a biggie. And then number five, limit contact where possible. So let's start at number one and why that's important. Setting clear boundaries. Before we even say why that matters, I think Brene Brown comes to mind here. And, you know, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others. Now, when you think about that, how many of us are people pleasers and we tolerate other people's behaviors and we don't set clear boundaries for fear of being rejected, fear of being judged, and yet we're allowing them to cross our path, drain our energy, not enable us to show up with high spirits and high energy and vitally alive. They drain us. And because we don't want to upset other people, we don't set clear boundaries. So establishing and communicating clear boundaries is essential when you are dealing with emotional vampires. Because people don't know what they don't know. And if you keep allowing someone to drain your batteries and you do not address it, that becomes new normal for them. They may never have been called out on this before, so they don't know. They have no idea. So you need to be firm and kind in expressing what specific behaviors that you're not comfortable with and what you will not tolerate. So let them know that you value the your own emotional well-being because this is really important, right? I'm, you know, I value my emotional well-being. And right now, your negativity is is not actually acceptable. And people are like, but that's really confronting Ursh. And I get it, right? But if you don't look after you, who the hell will? Like, you have to own you, which means you have to take responsibility for your energy. So if you're feeling drained and you're not stepping up to the plate and you're not telling people how you need to be treated, they are going to assume that you are okay with it. They're going to assume that. And one of the things that I learned oh, probably about three years ago, and we did training on this with our team, right? is if people come in and they're venting, 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 and you think they're emotional vampires, they're emotional vampires, they do this to me all the time, they do this to me all the time. And when people are just vomiting over you, right, they're just blah, and you're like, do you mind if I just interrupt you? And this is going to be a nice strategy for you. Do you mind if I just interrupt you? No, of course not. Can I just check, is this going to be an emotional dumb, or would you like a solution around this? And shut the fuck up. Like, just step back. Like, not like, is this an emotional dump? It's just have a really nice, calm, slow pace. Is this going to be an emotional dump? Is this just wanting you wanting to have an emotional vent or dump right now? Or would you like a solution around this? 
And they're going to stop and think, oh, I just want to vent. Great. Now is not the time or the place. And to be perfectly honest, right now, uh, I don't have the energy to take on any more emotional stuff. So is it okay if we don't talk about that right now? It's not offensive because they're going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, absolutely. Now, even if they are a little bit shitty, you're starting to set little boundaries because most of us keep venting and venting and venting and venting. We don't want people to fix it and people try to fix it, which upsets us even more because we don't feel like we've been heard or seen. Not everybody needs or wants your vomit. Remember I always say, not everyone's worthy of your greatness. Not everybody needs your vomit. Like you need to be very select on the people that you are going to vomit over. And one of the ways that you can do that if you know that you're an emotional vampire is to turn around and say, I just need right now to get this out of my system and I promise you I'm never going to bring it up again. But if you're the type of person that tells one story to 10 different people, I tell you what, get all your friends to start sleeping with some garlic because you're the vampire. You are the vampire. Oh! That's nasty. I know, it was a bit nasty, but I've been the vampire. I have been the vampire. I'm coming from a place of love, people. I have been that person. I really, and I can fall back into it, right? I'm not immune to being the vampire. All right, practice self-love, self-care. Okay, so prioritizing self-care is a means of replenishing your emotional energy. Mm -hmm. That's what you're looking for. So... Basically engage in activities that nurture and uplift you. Mm. This could include exercise, like Always exercising exercise. regularly, spending time outside in nature, um, maybe practicing some mindfulness or some meditation. Journaling is a really good way of being able to uh, fill your cup and get things out of your head. Um, indulging in hobbies that you really like, mm. that bring you lots of joy. So maybe you like painting, maybe you like sewing, maybe you like artsy crafts, craft stuff. Maybe you like journaling as your hobby. So, you know, whatever is it. And taking care of yourself strengthens your resilience. And it provides like a buffer against those draining effects of the emotional vampires. So you're basically putting on a bit of armor so that if you do encounter an emotional vampire, which you all we all are, it's not like they're suddenly going to disappear. So, but when you do encounter them, you have the resilience to be able to not take on their energy as such and protect your own by having self-care in place. And Tony Robbins, he says, by taking care of ourselves physically, mentally, and emotionally, we unlock our full potential to create a life of fulfillment and joy. So when we're investing time in other people and their trauma and their drama and their shit, right? We're not looking after ourselves physically. So mentally, we're never going to be able to make the progress necessary to live and create our life by design. And that's why we're all here, people. That is why we're all here. Right, number three. Um, yeah, we're gonna seek, so we're going to seek support. Mm. Now, this is important as well because you have to have the right people around you. Mm. You know, like you don't need to face emotional vampires alone. You could reach out to some really good friends, family members. You could even Coaches. get a coach or a therapist if you needed to to support and guide you. Talking to someone who understands the experience you're going through can really validate how you're feeling and it offers really good insights because sometimes you think that, oh my God, it's, it's me, you know, it's just me, but it's often not. It's somebody else is causing a reaction within you. So being able to talk to somebody about that is really, really powerful. And sometimes people are not aware that when you're being triggered, 
there's some work to be done. Mm. So sometimes the person that's triggering you, you know, that nasty bitch, and you're like, oh gosh, she just really gets under my skin, and every time I'm around it, right? Don't think about them as being a nasty bitch. Think about them as, thank you so much for showing me that I've still got work to do. You are my greatest teacher right now. And when I've done this in the past, and I've changed my mindset around that, instead of blaming the person, which I've definitely done, right? I think about... Why am I getting triggered right now? What is it specifically in their behavior that I'm not addressing? What is it about me right now? Like, what is it that they're doing that's really nitpicky because I need to go and unpack that with my coach? And then that's no longer going to bother me. Because mm. now when people try to belittle me or people are hating on me or people are saying, you know, you've done this or you shouldn't have been there and you wouldn't, whatever, right? This is what I always do now. Before I used to react Like I would be like, oh, and that would really stunt my growth and prevent me from stepping into my greatness. Now having the understanding and my own coach, right, is I come from a place of love and compassion. And I think what's happened for them to have to put me down? Because hurt people hurt people. And when hurt people hurt people, you can either be compassionate or judgmental about that. So being protective of your energy is really, really, really important. All right. Mel Robbins says, seeking support is not a sign of weakness, but a courageous act of self-awareness and growth. Now, I don't know about you, me and my buddy Karina, we are big fans of Mel Robbins. So write that quote down, because if she said it, it's going to be good. All right. Number four. Practice emotional detachment. So emotional vampires thrive on your reaction and of the emotional investment. So say that again slowly. Emotional vampires, they thrive on Mm. your reaction and the emotional investment that they get from you. That's what they love, right? They They rely on it. And they practice emotion. By practicing emotional detachment, you remain calm and composed in their presence. Like you're not quite, like you just creating a bit of space between them and you. And you try not to take their negativity or manipulation personally. Mm. And like that can be really challenging sometimes. And just to be clear, this does not mean you're giving them permission to constantly shit on you. You do need to put boundaries in place and you need to be very clear and very specific about that and not come from a place of an emotional attack because then you're becoming the emotional vampire. So this is a little bit different. Like if you've spoken to them and it's still happening right? So these are two different things. You've got to still put those boundaries in place because they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And I guess maintain a sense of self-awareness and remind yourself that your behavior, their behavior, their behavior, sorry, is a reflection of their own issues. And it's not a reflection of your worth, right? This Mm. is their shit. And if sometimes we take their, their shit on board, and then we feel bad about ourselves and they mm. feel great now because they've offloaded all their crap onto you and you are not carrying it. And they wake walk away feeling fantastic. They're full. They've sucked the blood right out of you. Well, they've vomited all over you and now they're like, good. So by, by detaching emotionally, you can actually shield yourself from their draining tactics. Leave it with them. It doesn't need to be passed on to you. It's their shit. Mm. I think that's really important. And I think one of the things that we, we learned a long time ago from one of our mentors is... Um, not my monkey, not my circus. Mm. And what, are those, what does that mean to you? Like We, we use that. We use it all the time. Well, it's basically, it's not your, it's 
it's like a baggage thing. It's their baggage. It's their circus, their monkey. They're like, they can carry their own freaking monkey. You do not need to take theirs and chuck it into onto your back and now be involved in their crazy, chaotic circus that, of a life. It's not weight. yours. Yeah. Yeah. You not my circus, not my monkey. So give the backpack back. Mm. Give the backpack back. You don't need to hold onto it. So now there's, um, there's a book by Eckhart Tolle called The Power of Now. We've spoken about it before. It's a great book. And this Mm. one talks a little bit about emotional detachment. And there's a quote from the book written here. Emotional detachment does not mean you don't care about others. It means you recognize and respect Mm. the boundaries of their journey and allow them to experience their own emotions and lessons without taking them on as your own. It is the freedom to be present and compassionate without being entangled in the dramas <laughs> and emotional turmoil of others. Yeah, and and I guess what's really significant about that is being okay to sit in your greatness and protect yourself by not buying into their bullshit. Like if they want to constantly find fault, if they want to constantly highlight everything that you're doing wrong, Number one, why are you choosing to believe that person? Why is it triggering you? And what have you done to improve your response? Because you're the only one that can change the outcome. Number two, have you actually turned around and said, this is not okay? Like, it's not okay right now that this, you know, that that right now, I don't really feel that I'm going to be the best person to listen to this because we've had this conversation several times before. And I don't know if you're aware, but what you just said was really offensive. So is was that your intention? That's a fucking good That's line. A good one, yeah. Like this is a good line. I've used this with clients before. Well, I've not used it with them. I've given them this MO, right? It's like, is there a reason that you just said what you just said? And then shush. And they're like, blah, blah. I just wanted to let you know that that was actually really offensive and really hurtful. And... Was that your intention? Because nobody wants to be hurtful and, and, and deliberately be an asshole or a bitch, right? That's not our intention as human beings. We want to be loving and compassionate. So when people are actually called out on their behavior, sometimes that is enough to change them. Like if, they, if people just say that, is that, was that your intent? I'm just curious, was that your intent to hurt me? Because I actually found that was really hurtful and it was not appropriate. Is there a reason that you're trying to upset me right now? And Mm. people are taken aback by that. So write that down because this is one of the things I use with my coaching clients when they're struggling with emotional vampires. And sometimes that emotional vampire is your partner. Mm. Yep, anyway, moving on. (laughs) I guess number five, this is basically the basics of it all. Limit contact where possible. So if your emotional vampire is someone that you can distance yourself from, Mm. then consider just limiting the amount of contact you have with them. While this may not always be a feasible option though, but reduce the frequency and duration of the the interaction that you have, and this will help to protect your emotional well-being. Mm. So like if it's your partner, obviously you go home to them every single day. So it's going to be harder to limit contact. If it's somebody at work, you don't have to interact with them. You might see them for a quick question and you can just detach. However, it comes to boundaries, right? You always have to let them know that their actions or their words are having an impact on you. And if you're not doing that and you're not expressing that, that is number one. Mm. Because you are running away. 
You're not addressing the problem and you're expecting them to be mind readers. I really want to be clear about that. People don't know what they don't know. Yes, it's a horrible conversation. Yes, it can be clunky as fuck. But at the end of the day, once they know, they know. And if things aren't then changing, right? If you haven't got the outcome that you want and if they're, they're not changing their ways and you've changed your ways, this is perfect. So you just want to surround yourself, mm. if you can, with positive influences, people that you want to spend time with, people that leave you feeling uplifted and energized. Those are the people that you really want to be around. And there's an amazing quote by this incredible woman called my wife. Oh, can we use your quote? Which quote? I've got so many right? <laughs> which one? I can't wait to see which it's one. It's all about the people that you spend time with mm. and your vibe is your tribe. Oh, yeah. It right? is so true, isn't yeah. it? So if you want to spend time with, with energized, happy, uplifting people, you need to be the energized and uplifting and fun person because shit a shit attracts shit. And vibe attracts vibe. So if you want a good vibe, you need to be giving off that vibe and attracting those people into your life. And just put a little bit of distance, set boundaries and put some distance between those people who are pulling you down and sucking you dry. <laughs> so remember, when we're dealing with emotional vampires, you know, it can be really confronting, especially if you're a people pleaser. Right? Like this has been one of the big things for me. I have been the emotional vampire and I've also been a consequence of emotional vampire. For me to tell people what my needs are and, you know, this is not acceptable behavior, this has been challenging. And I'm going to share with you a story that this was one of our biggest takeaways in business. And many, many years ago when we first went into business, we used to go to coffee with a lot of the members at the time, right? So we'd go in every morning. And would sit there in order because we used to think that as a business owner, that was part of our social networking. We had to be seen and in, engage with people. And what we noticed over a period of three or four months is everyone that was going to breakfast at that time, the members of our club at that time, they all moaned and bitched about everyone else. They were talking about everyone. Within week two, we were talking about everyone, like our members. We were the owners of the club and we were buying into their bullshit. If you can't beat them, join them. And we're really embarrassed to say this, but we're sharing this with you and hope that, you know, one, we're human, but two, if we can learn from this lesson, hopefully you can too. And within a couple of weeks, we noticed that we were going to breakfast to moan and bitch about other things and other people. And then... Potentially three months later, like well, it became an addiction, like it became the new normal, I guess. And we didn't even know what we didn't know. And then all of a sudden we're like, I don't want to go to breakfast mm. anymore. Can we not go? We just don't want to go. And we didn't, we didn't connect the dots, did we? No. And then we stopped going. And then one day we sort of thought, holy crap. We then felt obliged. People, you don't come to breakfast anymore. You don't come to breakfast anymore. You don't do this anymore. You don't we actually connected the dots with one of our coaches at the time and we had disassociated with people that were bringing our vibe down because their viewpoint was starting to influence our viewpoint and that had an impact on not only our members but it had an impact on our business and how we were showing up in the world. So our vibe was bullshit. It was just like negative, toxic, judgmental and people that we we just didn't, we were being people that we didn't, we were not really? proud of. No. We were disgusted, like, that we were, and even if we weren't 
physically contributing to the conversation by being part of the conversation. By being present and not being saying anything room. is just as bad. Oh. Because then you're just basically, by not saying anything, yeah. you're agreeing. Yeah. So by actually just sitting there and being part of a conversation and actually not standing up and saying, hey, actually, this isn't cool. Don't talk about somebody like this. Don't, you know, this is not okay to talk about people when they're not there. You know, blah, 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 blah. We actually were agreeing with them. We were. Not, and it's like, that's the worst part when you realize that by saying nothing, you're actually a part of the crew, mm. which is awful. Yeah. You know... It was a massive lesson for us. We are very, very select on who we align with, on invitations that we accept. You know, being in our gym industry, we obviously know a crap load of people. We've trained thousands and thousands and thousands of people that have come and been members of our gym. So when people invite us out to functions and, you know, they want us to go places or catch up, we're very select. And if we go and we notice that there is moaning and complaining and shaming and blaming, we will exit early and we will make a mental note that we do not want to align with those people outside of our business. Because we felt re- like we felt dirty just being part of that culture. When we're all about uplifting and empowering other women, we were unconsciously, and there was a part of us consciously at the end of it, we were doing the absolute opposite. And that actually made us feel disgusting. Mm. Like we did not like who we were being. And so now we just choose. When people start to talk about other people, especially members of our club or members of our team, we just dismiss them. Like we, we actually don't buy into it. We just say no to them. We don't even want to be in the company or the vicinity of people that are gossiping about other people. Mm. We want to align and hang out with people that are talking about their goals and their dreams and what action steps they're taking. What is their crazy cool life consisting of right now? And what tools or strategies are they applying? Like What celebrations do they have? Like what amazing thing is happening in their life? Not what bad shit's going down and who did what to who and why they said this to that like no it's boring conversation and you have to be intentional about that and if you haven't listened to the intentional podcast please listen to the intentional one because we've you know it's we've had really amazing feedback about that and i want to leave you with one last quote you cannot change the people around you i wrote this down but you can change the people you choose to be around Mm. how cool is that so just to recap what was our five things, Sam? Uh, number one, set clear boundaries. Number two, practice self-care. Number three, seek support. Number four, practice emotional detachment. And number five, limit contact where possible. So there you have it. Emotional vampires. And I'm pretty sure this is going to come up again. If you've got any more questions or you would love to share insights with us, you know how to get hold of us. You know how to write a comment on uh, YouTube. And if you're not like subscribed yet, Come on, help us build those numbers because that helps with the algorithm. And why is that important? Because other people get to hear this message. And if we can all come from a place of love, kindness, and compassion, how beautiful will our world be? All right, everybody, go and sprinkle some magic on someone because you don't know who's being drained from an emotional vampire this week. You don't know. So bring beautiful, radiant energy into everyone that you touch this week. Until next week, everyone, see you later. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend or share it on the socials. And don't forget to tag me on hashtag MFM. 
mind fitness mentor. And if nobody's told you today, remember, you are loved, you matter, and you are more than enough. Remember, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I can't wait to see you then.